0: Well, I'm joined by Paul Cruchley, site pastor from our Cardiff Central site, and today we're also really excited to be joined by Mark Crosby, site pastor from our Cardiff West site. So, um, how are you guys, how are you doing?
1: We are loving the sun, loving the barbecues. It's like, I think we've had seven barbecues in a row, like refusing (laughs) to use the kitchen. Like, the kitchen looks absolutely spick and span, but the kind of garden just looks like a mess. But you walk into our house and it looks really tidy. It's because no one's in there. Um, but yeah. Mate, that's amazing. What's your go-to barbecue? Oh, you know what we've started to do? We've started to make our own burgers. Oh, nice. So whisk up an egg, uh, pinch of salt, uh, mix it all in, uh, leave to rest in the fridge, chuck them onto the barbecue. Little bit of pink inside, absolutely stunning.
2: I'm assuming just to
1: say that you've added meat to that because the actual <laughs> ingredients that you listed were like scrambled egg. Well, I stopped myself because I was like, is this a church podcast or is this like a cooking show? And, and so I so stopped myself from kind of listing herbs and spices and meat and like resting times and cooking times. So I was like, and at that point people tuned out. <laughs> yes. Yeah, this isn't James Martin, is it?
2: No, that's
0: fair. That sounds very good. That how about you, Crooch? How are you doing?
2: Yeah, mate, doing good. Much like Crosby, loving the sun. Uh, Finally have got my garden to a point where it's like, kind of really nice to be out there. You know, we mentioned right at the start doing garden DIY. So -hmm. it's getting close. The the only problem is I've got a whole bunch of rubble that I have to get rid of that the tip have just said they won't accept. And so I'm at Mm -hmm. an absolute loss as what to do. So if anyone knows of how I can get rid of it, (laughs) if they could just email in and let me know how I can get rid of rubble, that would be absolutely (laughs) wonderful. I'd be much, much appreciating that. Have you thought of a skip? It's not quite enough rubble to to probably justify a skip. You can have a small skip. Can you get a small skip? You can get tiny skips. Well, right, there we go. Guys, don't worry about writing in. Mark Crosby has solved the issue. Nice,
0: nice.
2: How about you? How about you, Dugs?
0: Uh, I've been good. I I let Soph cut my hair over the weekend. First time. Thank you. Went went short back and sides. Didn't let her touch the top. So um, <laughs> played it safe. But she did a good job. I'm pleased with it. I'm. I still. I feel. Um. Feel like I can go out in public. So I think that's the. That's the criteria I set her. As long as I can go out in public and show my face, and as long as it looks okay on Zoom from the front, I just won't turn my head.
2: not yeah, so, um, No swivel in the chair.
0: Yeah. No swivel. So. Um, yeah. It's been a good few days for us wasn't it wasn't it great to hear Ellie Mumford's talk on Sunday as she just talked us through the events of Pentecost? I just found it really interesting and helpful the way she navigated us through Acts 2 and just explained the events of Pentecost and what happened as the Holy Spirit fell on the believers and it was just wonderful the way she articulated that and so I just felt like what it would be really helpful for us to do today with this conversation is just spend some time talking about the Holy Spirit. Because Pentecost tells us all about the arrival of the Holy Spirit and the Spirit being poured out on the disciples for the first time. You know, it's their first encounter with the Holy Spirit in this way. And so I just thought it'd be really good for us to talk about this, what it's looked like for ourselves, maybe try and answer some questions that people might have about encountering the Spirit of God and stepping into what it looks like to walk in power with the Holy Spirit. So, uh, just to get us started, it'd be great to hear some of the experiences you guys have had with the Holy Spirit. So, Mark, if you just want to kick us off, do you remember the first time you encountered the Holy Spirit and became aware of his presence, or what was that like for you?
1: Yeah, I think for me, my experience was that I had grown up in a Christian household, and so knowledge of the Trinity was very strong, and knowledge of the Bible was very strong, and so uh, personal encounter... Like that um, knowledge was definitely there pretty much my entire childhood, but in terms of like a power encounter, like I was probably 14 or 15 and I was at a youth camp um, and they had, um, they had loads of people uh, head up to the front and they were to be prayed for, to be filled with the spirit. And they had this kind of prayer tunnel, like a fire tunnel that, you know, that like you walked through and people were praying for you on both sides. And I watched all of my friends about 40 yards in front of me just like fall over like a, a really bad actress in like a horrible, nasty film. Like one of those cheap films where they faint, they just kind of wilt. And I looked and I was like, there's no way that I'm falling over. Like, that is not my style. That's not something I'm going to do. And so I could have walked up and it was my turn next and I was like I was like, God, there's no way you're knocking me over. Like, that is not something I'm into. And then I said, but but God if you're real, knock me over. But make it so that there's no way that it could possibly have been me. And this person prayed for me, and I felt this electric charge in my chest. And I kid you not, it blew me about ten feet backwards. <laughs> like he just touched me lightly on my chest and prayed for me, and I went flying backwards and landed on the floor. And just, I just, I just recall flying backwards through, through, through the air, just going whoa! <laughs> like it wasn't this peaceful, <laughs> serene thing. It was like bam, like the power of God hit me. And am I like, kind of? I hopped up and I was like, oh my goodness, like the power of the Holy Spirit is real. It's not just personal encounter, there's power as well. And so that was my first power encounter. Awesome.
0: How about you, Paul?
2: Yeah, you know what? Quite similar for me in terms of, um, like grew up in a Christian household. We didn't necessarily talk much about the Holy Spirit. And in in my church growing up, um, it wasn't necessarily this like personal uh, encounter with the spirit and there definitely wasn't much power um, uh, on display and so for me it was through church camps began to have those, like personal encounters where I was like well I have experienced the Holy Spirit but in those first stages it was much more around you know him opening my eyes to the gospel and convicting me of my sin uh, and bringing me to a point of repentance and then being filled with say like the peace of God and then it was a couple of years later uh, again, like Christian camp festival, having those moments of real powerful encounters. And I was actually probably a bit different to Mark. I was kind of like, Lord, I'm up for anything. You know, I was kind of a keen bean. I was like, you know, seeing people get knocked about and shaking. I was like, I want that. You know, if that's real, I I want that. Uh, and remember just having a few of those moments where being, you know, some people call it being slain in the spirit or getting knocked over by the Holy Spirit, which is, if we're honest, quite a bizarre thing. Uh, But I remember it happening to me. And again, someone just really really lightly praying praying for me and just saying, come, Holy Spirit. And I just like suddenly lost control of my legs. And next thing I knew, I was just flat out on the floor, just experiencing this, uh, I guess, transcendent peace from the Lord. And I was like, what on earth? This has to be real, because there's no way that I would just fall over. That person did not push me. And then the like the outworking of it was this incredible feeling of love and peace from the Holy Spirit, mm. and so definitely had that moment there where it's like, okay, wow, I've encountered something quite powerful here, mm. but then still had all of those questions over, what was the point of that, you know, and <laughs> like is this just really weird and wacky and then went on you know this journey of having these big moments at conferences where you'd experience the holy spirit lots of other people would too. but then I'd come home and not really know how to process it and not be in a church environment you know, my home church is amazing in many different ways but just this wasn't really a part of their uh, language vocabulary their experience and so I didn't have parameters to begin to understand it and so I would kind of just go, oh, it's about going to a conference. You have this crazy moment and then you come home and largely forget about it. And it becomes more about just trying to do your good works and read your Bible and you know, tell your friends about Jesus. But it wasn't until much later, kind of in my twenties and well really coming to university that I began to see actually the power of the Holy Spirit is something that we can partner with in the day to day. And it's so much more than just, you know, falling down and having this crazy experience. It's about seeing lives transformed. Um, and so that, yeah, I guess has been a bit of my journey with it.
0: Mm, that's great. I um, you know, for me, I just remember going to, along to church for the first time as an 18 year old. I didn't grow up in a Christian family, didn't, you know, I had no church background at all and I ended up in a vineyard church in Somerset. And I just remember being really aware that there was just a different feeling in the room that I'd walked into than anything I'd experienced before. That's the only way I can describe it. You know, and I'd like seen on TV and different shows what you expect church to be like. Maybe it's like a songs of praise, people <laughs> singing hymns and reading out liturgy. And I think what you see sometimes with that, not always, but sometimes is you see these kind of these actions and these responses that, that aren't always filled with emotion and connection. And I think for me, as I stepped into church for the first time and saw people worshipping God and singing out almost with all that they had and you know, responding after the message in what we call ministry time, when people just pray for each other, um, I could just feel a different vibe in the room, like the atmosphere had changed, and And just remember watching for those first few months of going to church with no idea what was going on, didn't know what was being shared, I just remember seeing people, you know, during the worship and during the ministry just laughing or crying, or, you know, some, some people would start shaking, and and occasionally someone might pass out and like fall over like you guys described, but, you know, that wasn't every week. But And I didn't even know what the Spirit, Holy Spirit was at that point. I just kind of saw what I saw and just it just felt so real. And I wouldn't say that for me it was anything that was... I didn't know that anything was happening in me at that point. I, I wouldn't say that I felt the overwhelming presence of God on me. Um, even though I'm sure now that he was at work in me and as I look back on it I can see how he was doing that I just wasn't aware of it and I suppose for me as time went on whilst I was exploring church for the first few months during those times of worship and ministry time I just began to feel increasingly emotional myself that you know I was watching people with and just seeing them experiencing these these moments with the Lord and I just began to feel them myself I'd have moments of feeling really full of joy and encouragement and then I'd find myself feeling really emotional and tearing up at things that I didn't expect and I was an 18 year old guy that just wasn't a cool thing to do to (laughs) to burst into tears in the middle of a room full of people and my heart would be beating faster and I'd know that God was I'd know that something was stirring in me that I had to respond to or and eventually I got to the point where I had the confidence to just go and say, you know, will you pray for me? Like, God, something is stirring in me and I don't know what it is, but will you pray for me? And so I guess I guess the next question to ask is how how do we grow in our awareness of the Holy Spirit? You know, what does this look like for you guys? That was maybe your first encounters with, with the Holy Spirit in a really powerful way, but what's it look like? on an ongoing basis you know over the last few years what's it look like to grow in becoming aware of the spirit's presence ellie talks about the power of the spirit and walking in that power so i suppose my question would be what would your advice be to someone who wants to grow in recognizing the spirit of god hearing from him discerning him and just becoming more aware of the spirit in their day-to-day life
1: i mean it's such a massive question isn't it um, um, <laughs> no apologies No, there's this amazing uh, quote from a cardinal whose name I can't remember but he was an archbishop in Belgium and he had a a um, quote said that God writes extraordinary novels for those of us who are ready to play his game and who are willing to open their lives to the unexpected action of the Holy Spirit and I think it's so helpful because part of it is that we need to be ready to kind of open up our hearts and i think that's it's such a vulnerable thing um and yes there is uh power I mean, god's presence for signs and wonders and jesus told us that that would happen and that's a sign that points to him and to the power of god but there's also this transformational um kind of invitation from god like um when Samuel said to Saul that the Spirit of God will come upon you and you will be changed into a different person, I think this is one of the ways that uh, that we are transformed. And so uh, if there was a, like, what one thing would you do? I think um, when you're having prayer time, quiet time, devotional time, just take some silence and time and just kind of put out your hands, as this posture of your heart Um, that you're ready to receive a gift and be like, okay, Holy Spirit, would you come and transform me? And just wait. And I think what we see is that because the Holy Spirit is um, a helper, he reminds us of things that Jesus taught and um, just kind of jogs into our minds and he's the spirit of truth, that he guides us into truth. And he guides us into these really amazing Pathways, and so I think there's an invitation that we can be transformed. That He can guide us. He can lead us, and we see a trans transformation. Um, and this is, I think, what it means that we're walking by the Spirit. That we begin to see uh, the fruit. The fruit of our lives begins to be, you know, love, joy, peace, yeah. kindness, goodness, faithfulness, uh, self-control, gentleness, forbearance um that he teaches us how to live our lives and when we live our lives that fruit begins to be on display and it's because we're spending more time just just with the spirit wanting to be taught and wanting to be reminded um, of what Jesus does whilst we're reading the bible whilst we're spending time with god and um, that's quite a lot but i think that that would probably be a bit of how i might do it
0: yeah I think that's a great piece of advice there just to sit and just to wait and just to ask god and just to listen isn't it
1: Um, I think that one of the things I found during this season is that there's this massive invitation from God for transformation and so I think I've needed to carve out time in my Sabbath in my uh, before I start the day and one one of the things I've done is I've headed down to my shed um, during the um, uh, Sabbath and I've got like a woodworking bench there and I just kind of I just invite the Holy Spirit into spaces where I am, um, and and sometimes it's whilst I'm reading the Bible, it's whilst I'm praying, it's when I'm doing something like spiritual, like kind of preparing something, you know, <laughs> for church, or it's sometimes the mundane where I just have space that nothing else is there, and except me and Him, and I just say, Holy Spirit, would you be present in this space? And then during that time, whilst I'm working on a herb box with some scraps of wood and it looks like a mess. He's just talking into my heart and into my head um, around things that he wants me to spend time in, push myself into, things I'm reminded of, things he's teaching me and ways that he wants me to change my character, ways he wants to change how I live, my behaviour and I think that that's something that we can all do in this season is that we can push into like, what does it look like? What's, what's the kind of invitation from God for the invitation of the Holy Spirit in our lives?
0: Mm. And if I could just ask off the back of that, how do you think you've grown in becoming aware that, of the Spirit's voice, that you know that it's the Spirit of God that's speaking to you and you, you recognise his voice?
1: I think what it means for me is how would I know it's the Spirit's voice I mean, it sounds a lot like Jesus. So it sounds a lot like how Jesus taught us. Um, And so it's what I recognize as being a biblical truth. And so the Bible is our plumb line, it's our magnetic north. And he speaks to me and um, he says things to me like, I kind of say, How would you like me to be a better father in this season, or a better husband, or a better disciple, a better servant? Like, what does that look like in this season? And he says, like, it's that thing of like, when you say to God, what's wrong with me? He always speaks up. He's always like, right, this is the moment that I've been waiting for. <laughs> and so it's that prayer that you pray. And then he he responds. And um, he said to me at the start of lockdown, probably about two or three weeks in, he was like, what sort of father would you like to be during lockdown? And I was like, oh, that's such a good question. And like, I pondered it and I prayed. And I was like, I want to be the kind of father that's patient and who's kind and who leads their children into um, ways that they will never forget. So Bible ways, prayer ways, um, faithfulness ways in uh, devotion. And he said to me, in which case you need the spirit for patience and kindness and self-control. And so um, I wrote down a few things in my journal, which I keep next to my desk. And um, I just wrote down patience, kindness, self-control, you know, kind of all of these things. And I I just felt him prompt me every now and again to look at that list and be like, this is what I'm leading you in. Like, this is the promise of fruit. And he'd nudge me in certain conversations I'd be having with kids. And I'd be like, kindness, what's the kind way? And that was how he was speaking to me. It it was like a nudge that he was next to me just whispering into my ear really quietly but really obviously I love that thanks for sharing that Mark
0: have you got anything to add for you Paul like just in your journey of growing and listening to the Holy Spirit no
2: pressure Um, no pressure that Mark that was amazing Mm -hmm. Um, yeah I think resonate with so much of what Mark has said and for me a big part of my journey was that realization of the holy spirit is there for so much more than just these kind of big moments of experience at a corporate gathering like those mm-hmm. are beautiful and those are profound but actually it's how we live in the 99 percent of our life that aren't those moments mm-hmm. you know because the reality is you know, especially right now in lockdown we can't gather and even if you know even when we can there's only a limit to there's a limit to how many conferences you can go to and things like that and that's mm-hmm. not the goal is that we just conference ourselves up but it's that we become Christ-like disciples living and breathing and partnering with God to bring about his kingdom in whatever space we're in and so for me it was that big shift of realising the Holy Spirit is here and he's the same in in this moment as I'm sat here at my desk Mm. as he is in the most profound encounter I've had in a conference or what amazing church service we've had when we were able to gather he's he's the same there as he is here uh, and I have the same access to him and so for me I think some of it was getting my head around the theology of that and beginning to understand that and what um, the authority that Jesus has given us is in the Holy Spirit and the Holy Spirit's role, and I remember even it was last year we did that preaching series called Kingdom Carriers, which is you know it's available on our podcast if people want to go back and listen. but it was just this really helpful way of beginning to unpack this idea that actually the Holy Spirit is available to us all of the time and the authority that Jesus has given for us to partner with the power of the Holy Spirit is available to us and in all moments and so once I began to get my head around that. It, I I guess it became this thing as Mark said of trying to become more aware of him in the everyday yeah. and trying to invite him in but then also trying to get around other people who can help me distinguish okay was that the Lord or was it not? And people that we can talk through uh, you know hey I felt the Lord invite me into this in this season do you think that could be right? Do you think that was God? You know say Mark that thing that you were talking about of oh I feel like maybe god's brought up that i should push into these things having a trusted person that you could talk that through with and they can help you go yeah of course that's jesus that sounds so much like the holy spirit um that they can then help you understand yes that is what how the lord speaks to you um and i think for for me that's been a big part of my journey is just learning through other people and going oh okay well that that feels like it did last time and that was the lord last time well maybe it's him again um and and ultimately really just being willing to go for it in different moments whether it's a moment of personal transformation where the lord is like hey you need to work on this or put this rhythm in or whether it's a moment of god i i just think you've given me an encouragement or a prophetic word for someone um right okay well i'm going to text them and i'm going to give it a go and i might be wrong but ultimately what is the worst that can happen uh and you know going with going in with humility but just being willing to give it a go. And I think what I've learned is, as I've given it a go, the Lord has moved. And so then that gives me confidence. Like, okay, well, God, I, I just had this random thought pop into my head whilst I was praying, or whilst I even wasn't even praying, I was just washing up. And I text this person this encouragement, and they've come back and they've said, wow, that was really spot on, thank mm-hmm. you so much for that. Okay, well, God, maybe that was you. And as I've begun to do that more, You just begin to recognize oh that that little thoughts popped back into my head again well the 10 times i've done that before eight of them people were really encouraged well it's likely this will be the same let's just (laughs) give it a gay uh and but then within that i think is the reality of we also just have to be willing to look like a fool and gay Mm. well i might not be right you know and i might offer and it might be wrong but I think if we do it with humility, we can't get ever, ever go too far wrong.
0: Yeah, I'd love to just stay on that for a moment. We've talked a bit about the transformation that the Spirit brings, but um, it'd be great just to um, talk about those moments of encounter, those moments of power, those moments of ministering with the Spirit, and particularly praying for other people and sharing prophetic, prophetic words. I wondered if you had any stories of just times when God has used you in that way and you have had to step out in faith, take some risks and respond to some of the things that the Lord has spoken to you through the Holy Spirit. Mark, do you, do you have any? Yeah.
1: So times are like the Holy Spirit has prompted me to pray for people. I think what I love is that this is when God is, is testifying to what Jesus has already done through signs and wonders and various miracles. Um, and so there's times that um, i prayed for people and they've been healed. There's times that they haven't. Um, there was a time recently where um, I was chatting to a dad in the school playground and he's sharing about how um, how they were hoping to have a second child and they were struggling to conceive. And so, and so I feel the Holy Spirit nudge me and be like, pray for him. And so I turn to him, like, there in the middle of this busy playground, waiting, f- waiting for both our kids. And I go to him, is it okay if I pray for you around this? And I explain, you know. So and I love that um, in Matthew 4 that we read about how when we're doing this, there's the preaching and the teaching and the healing, which is the proclamation, mm-hmm. the explanation, and the demonstration. And so, like, I quickly do you know, the preaching the teaching part of it. Like, we believe <laughs> that this is what God does. And then I just kind of say, is it okay if I pray for you? And I just pray for him that they would manage to conceive. Um, and, like, there's loads of times like that that it kind of opens up pathways to talking about how God wants to transform their whole lives, how... Uh, how God loves them, how he's there for them. Um, you know, there's wonderful times that we see the Holy Spirit on people. And so I think it's fascinating that we can feel nudged by by, by the Holy Spirit. And then we see the Holy Spirit upon people. And it's not necessarily that we see specifically like a, you know, the Holy Spirit. We see the kind of effects of the Holy Spirit and what the Holy Spirit's doing. And so there's one of the kind of all-in um, gatherings where and I was praying for someone and one of their ears went bright red, but one of them didn't. And I looked and I was like, God, what are you doing? Like like there's something happening around the kind of ear. And I was like, Holy Spirit, you need to help me because you're doing something on this person. You're highlighting something. What is it? And he said, oh, that's around listening. And And so because I knew that like I began to speak and said something like I feel like God's highlighting that there's something that you need to listen to or that he's talking and you need to recognize that that's his his voice and the person I was praying for went you're exactly right he's been trying to get my attention and he's been talking to me but I've shut down listening and we were just able to pray and there was this beautiful invitation that kind of in that moment we could uh, pray for that new pathway that God was doing, that new way that he was talking, and I just love that God highlights the what the Holy Spirit's doing, um, and, and those are just a few ways I've seen the Holy Spirit work recently.
0: Brilliant, that's awesome. I think often we can think about encountering God and the Holy Spirit, or often when we do think about encountering God and the Holy Spirit, we can think about t- those times during a Sunday service, can't we? Um, we've talked about it a bit, about about how we don't want to just live for Sunday. We don't want to just live for the conference. Like, this is an every day. This is walking with God every day. Um, and I think we tried to make that clear when we do meet on a Sunday, that, it, that God doesn't just show up on a Sunday. He's with us every day of the week, wherever we are. And I suppose the last question I just, like, to put to you guys is, during this season of lockdown... Um, when we're in a time that just feels so different, when we can't gather together in one place, what do you think it looks like for us to become more aware of the Holy Spirit whilst we're not meeting together? Um, what does it look like to have those times with the Spirit of God in our own homes when we're out and about, but when we're not gathered in a more formal setting? Creech, um, what do you think? I
2: think that's a, a great question. I would say there are lots of different uh kind of ways you could respond and I think some of some of it the importance is about building rhythms into your life where you are just trying to be more aware of the presence of God and so uh, I know for me during lockdown I've actually found it uh harder to make those times where I'm just kind of quietly inviting the Lord, where I'm trying to experience his presence or uh, kind of hear what he wants to say, I found myself far more distractible during lockdown. And so for me, it's had to be this real intention of going, God, I give you space. Would you speak to me in this moment? Or would you reveal something to me? Or would would I just experience your presence? I know I got about three weeks into lockdown and I just got grumpy because I was like, God, I miss your presence in corporate worship. I miss... You know, for me, mainly being at the gate mm-hmm. and just being surrounded by the church community and worshipping. And I was like, God, I miss your presence in those moments. And I just had to be reminded of what he has taught me over the years, which is he's the same here in this moment as he is in that moment. And I can. it, it might look different, but I can still experience him. Mm-hmm. And so for me, there's a big part of it, which is we just need to build rhythms and spaces and intentionality mm-hmm. into experiencing the presence of God. But then I think the other side of it is that we need to not let our circumstances dictate us seeing the power of God move. Mm -hmm. Say, okay, sure, we can't meet on a Sunday and pray, lay hands on someone and see them healed. Okay, cool, we can't walk out into the streets and walk up to someone random and lay a hand on their knee and see them healed. Doesn't mean that we can't pray for people and we've had you know stories of loads of our students doing this but different Mm -hmm. people putting on their instagram stories saying hey any prayer requests can i pray for you and their friends getting in touch with them and then suddenly opening up this amazing conversation where they're praying for them they're inviting the power of god to come and meet with them and then having these fantastic conversations off the back of it oh there's an amazing story Uh, from chris holly i think we shared on sunday recently where he was walking in the park reading a book and someone stopped him and asked him what book and he ended up having a socially distanced conversation with them and then praying for them it's (laughs) like lockdown doesn't mean that we have to stop this stuff Mm -hmm. and so what i would really encourage people to do is to maybe pick one of the areas that they would like to grow in let's say it's healing Mm -hmm. and just go okay well what does it look like for you to still do that in lockdown Mm -hmm. okay try first in small group that's an amazing training yeah. ground. It's pretty, you know, it can be pretty scary going and doing this, you know, let's say on your social media putting out, anyone's got any requests <laughs> for healing, I'd like to pray. If that's your first step, you know, go for it. Well, that's bold. Use small group as the training ground. yeah, And just maybe chat to your small group leader and say, hey, I'd, I'd love to just try praying for people for healing. And each week just go, is there anyone here that needs something, you know, physical problem with them that we can pray for? And then pray for them Learn to and learn to do that. And then just begin to build those moments, and then maybe when you chat to your neighbour and they say, "Oh, I've I've hurt my elbow doing some gardening," you could say, "Well, you know what? We've actually been praying quite a lot in in my small group, and we've seen some people be healed. I'd love to pray for you. Could I could I do that? And then socially distance, you pray for them, and so I think it would just be thinking through what are the like the areas that you'd like to grow in in this and how can you still do that in lockdown because you definitely can and we need to not let our circumstances dictate how much we partner with the holy spirit
0: yeah i love that we might be locked down and isolated but the spirit of god definitely isn't absolutely (laughs) anything do you have anything to add mark to that
1: yeah i think we have this amazing opportunity right now that we can cultivate the rhythms of our secret place and so uh like paul spoke about just looking at silence and solitude and fasting and prayer rhythms and starting the Bible with silence and starting reading the Bible with this kind of opportunity to um, just invite the Holy Spirit and it's like that bit in Psalm 1 that talks about us being streams of living water and we're being planted by streams of living water and the living water is like the Holy Spirit like being planted there it's drinking of um, and making ourselves available to that um, that since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit, and that means uh, uh, keeping in step means talking, and it means communication. It means being really aware of what's happening, and then I think from the secret place, like we saw with Jesus, there was such a um, such a commitment and a rhythm um, that he would spend time alone with the Father, being filled with 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 the Holy Spirit. Um, like he went into the desert um, filled with the Holy Spirit he was then tempted he resisted the temptation and he came out he came out in the power of the Holy Spirit and so there's something about when we resist temptation and the devil flees from us there's something around we go from being filled to, to walking in the power of the Holy Spirit and so I think cultivating those secret rhythms are so important and then that then um bears fruit in the public place, you know, the proclamation, the exclamation, the demonstration that we preach and we teach and we heal and, you know, like it's the signs and wonders and miracles but it's two sides of the same coin but I think we need the secret place in order to have the public place. We can't not have the secret place and then go to the public place and go, nothing's happening. You know, we need to know the Holy Spirit's voice, his intimate voice there before we go into the public place and pray for people because otherwise we don't know what his voice sounds like. Mm. And so I think there's this time of training and practice that we can spend weeks or months in lockdown just kind of investing in those secret places but also praying for people, um, Zoom, FaceTime, Skype. But when it's lifted and we can meet, we can see people um, I think that we can see incredible fruit, more fruit.
0: Yeah, it's like in lockdown, you suddenly learn a lot, don't you, about the people that you are in contact with, that you do live with, the people you're seeing every day that you're spending maybe more time than you normally would. You learn a lot more about them. I'm sure Soph's learning a lot more about me and I'm learning a lot more about her. And I think you're right. If we, If we intentionally choose to spend more time with Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, we're going to learn a lot more about who He is and what He's saying to us in this time. I was just looking up um, John fourteen twenty six, and Jesus talks about the Father sending the Holy Spirit, who He d- describes as the helper in the ESV and the advocate in the NIV. And I love that the message translates it as the friend, that Jesus says, I am going to send the friend to come and remind you and teach you of all the things that I've said to you. And I just think it's from all that you guys have shared today all that we've talked about I guess the biggest encouragement in this season is to know that we have a friend in the Holy Spirit who wants to come and be part of our lives who wants to journey through this lockdown with us and wants us to come out the other side knowing him better recognizing his voice so that when we do come out the other side of lockdown like you said we're prepared we're ready to go and we're ready to do the things that God is calling us into Um, it's exciting when you look at it that way isn't it do you, do you have anything just finally to add on what we've talked about today either of you
1: I think if there's one thing i'd say um it would be that we that we in the vineyard are people of his presence and his power um, is found in his presence but also his still small voice is also found in his presence mm. and I think because we are people who live in the tension that we can live um, and be people of his presence and recognise his power and also recognise his still, small voice. And recognising both of those things, I think, is so important that we don't just experience the the Holy Spirit when we are gathered, but when we're scattered as well. And right now, whilst we're we're scattered, uh, let's not remove an invitation to spend time with the Holy Spirit.
0: Awesome. Anything to add, Paul?
2: Listen to Mark.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Awesome. Guys, it has been so great to have this chat with you guys today. Really helpful. Really great to build on what Ellie shared on Sunday and be able to unpack it with you guys. Thanks so much for tuning in. We'd love to know how you found this podcast and how you're connecting with Jesus at this time. And if there's any way that we can help you in that. Just email info at cardofinja.org. I'll be back again next week with some of the team and we'd love you to tune in.
1: Have a great week.